Welcome into another edition of Sportball with Squam, Scody, Sporkball, and Skulldog. Okay, to be fair, the title of our podcast is a tongue twister. Anyway, it's Squam, it's Stobie, it's Skulldog. You already know us. I'm here with my boys, Kyle and Seth. Uh, not too close, though. Keeping our social distance. Although me and Kyle are probably too close. I'm an arm's length. They're more away. Yeah. And Seth's at his apartment because he doesn't want to hang out with us. That's correct. How, what's new? Anyone? <laughs> it's- There's a national, worldwide pandemic. Not national, it's worldwide. Yeah, so we're recording this on the, what is it, the 15th of March right now? Yep. Things are starting to progress as far as the coronavirus is concerned. Um, so the NBA last week was canceled after Rudy Gobert tested positive right before the tip-off of the Jazz Thunder game. And uh, turns out Donovan Mitchell also has it. And now we just learned Christian Wood from the Pistons has it because they played the Jazz a couple games ago. Um, so, yeah, it's been been sitting here twiddling our thumbs with no NBA um, I mean, obviously, there's much bigger problems that come out of this virus, but it has been surreal to have no NBA going on. What do you guys? Uh, how you guys been handling it? I'm doing all right. Uh, I feel like it's just dominating, like conversation, my thoughts, everything that's happening. Um, you know, government bungling the situation as usual. Uh, just all sorts of implications for vulnerable populations, for people who still have to work, how this is going to affect people financially in the future. So there's a lot, but um, we're just forging ahead and doing what we can to support each other, hopefully, even if we're staying away from each other more than usual. I'm fucked. My life is in shambles at this point. As you all know, all I do is watch sports, doesn't matter what it is, and it's been a rough couple days. I've found myself, you know, I watched MMA on Saturday, that was interesting. Um, you would think those MMA players would be, like, they fight three rounds, and if most of the fights on Saturday went three rounds, and they were so exhausted like they couldn't even throw a punch in the third round it was nuts (laughs) you would think it's their job they'd be able to handle three rounds it's 15 minutes soft but yeah so there's that i was getting ready to watch some mexican soccer but they're canceling (laughs) that after today too i was gonna say how's that even going on yeah that's done after today i don't even understand how mma is going on right now they're fighting in arenas with no people besides the fighters and their coaching corner Seems and silly. next is just um you know league of legends esports that's the only thing we got left going so we'll see how <laughs> things go tell us about what, what your plan is oh but so, say it better than you said to me okay so in lieu of march madness and no brackets to bet on or anything like that i suggested that we make a bracket, randomly selected, of all NBA teams. It'll be a best of five series on NBA 2K. We'll make a bracket about it. But what do you mean randomly selected? We'll randomly like assign the teams to play each other. 
Oh, okay, but I mean, there should be a. I mean, like the Lakers would be the one seed. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, we could do that. That's fine. Well, yeah, so we could take the the standings of the current NBA, right? And we'll just make a March Madness style bracket out of that. Yeah, we'll have NBA 2K simulate the games, and that way we could still have a group of people putting money in to have some type of gambling to go on. If it comes down to it, and if anyone's interested, I'd be more than happy to one day a week stream these games and commentate them with you guys. <laughs> that way the people at home will have sports to watch, interesting commentary to listen to, and us degenerates be able to still gamble. So as you can tell, he's been getting desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate times call for desperate I told measures. him I'd rather just play 2K, but he didn't like that. I, I don't like playing it, though. <laughs> but I've watched... There's been, like, so many videos coming out of kids in college simming these games and just all in a room watching together and betting each other on them. Yeah, why don't, why don't we just simulate March Madness? Why don't we just do an NCAA game? Do they still make those? I don't know. I don't think they do. Oh. So it's a work in progress. We'll let the listeners know. We have to at least commentate the finals. Right. (laughs) I've heard worse ideas. Anyway, so that's out there. (laughs) I actually told him it's the worst idea he's ever had (laughs) to his face. (laughs) If that's my worst idea I've ever had, then I'm doing good. (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we don't know when the NBA is going to come back. I mean... We have at least like twenty eight more day, or twenty seven or twenty six. Yeah, they more might. Days. Maybe they'll come back and try to finish the season. Maybe they'll come back and just start the playoffs right away. Maybe they have to cancel the season. I don't know, but they're not gonna cancel it's the open. season. It's open right now. I mean, imagine if this was just it and that was the end. I mean, it, we just we were run, wondering <laughs> yeah, the whole time about. We, know it. we were wondering the whole time about you know who's gonna win MVP, Giannis or LeBron. Like, are the Bucks gonna win the championship? Are the Lakers or Clippers going to win the championship? And maybe none of that will matter. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm preparing myself for all possibilities. So I could imagine that the season won't happen. Um, I would I think it's going to happen. If it's going to be shortened, maybe. Um, Let me see if I can find this. Spencer Dinwiddie proposed an idea as to how to go about this. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I think it's just so fluid right now. We're not going to know for a while, but... I wouldn't mind if they just started the playoffs once we're back. Yeah. I mean... I think that would be my favorite thing. That they, that we've they had most do. of this. I mean, maybe they could include, like, the tournament where they do, like, the 7 through 10 scenes real quick. Yeah, someone was saying that. Just to too. settle that cool. and then go. So this is what Spencer Dinwiddie proposed. He says, I think we're looking at a 2018 tournament. Top four seeds get a bye. Teams 27, 28, 29, and 30 have a neutral site play-in games, March Madness style, best of three. 27, 28, 29, and 30? Yeah, the bottom four teams in the NBA play-in. Wow. What? Why wouldn't you just have the regular playoffs? Okay, I'm not continue. Done. <laughs> then, then the round of 28 would be a best of five series, and then once we get to the last 16 teams... It would proceed as usual for the playoffs. That's going to take so, so essentially, long, I feel like. Yeah, that would take really long, though. Why? Because it's a best-of-five series with all 30 teams? Yeah. 
Why would that? That would take longer than the regular season. Like they, they might as well just finish the regular season. Why would that take longer than the regular season? Because the regular season is only like twenty games left. Yeah, but this gives other t- every team now a chance to make it. I don't like it. Why would we give the thirtieth team a chance to make it? You might I don't know. Well why do we? Why do we give the bottom seeds in March Madness a chance to fucking play them? Well, it's not March Madness; it's the NBA. Like we might as well just keep it as close to the current setup as possible, right? Well, that's what he's saying. Once we get to the last, the final sixteen teams, then it would be regular, regular NBA. I'd rather playoffs. just start the playoffs and have it normal. This is more basketball, and you guys are saying no to it. I'm so confused. I think that would logistically be tough to do as well. Spencer Dinwiddie's estimation is the five-game tune-up takes two weeks once they start. The play-in would be a week max. Extra round would take about seven to ten days. That way, the season doesn't go into August, or it doesn't affect the next season, too. I think if they... I think if they had the option to do that, they would just finish the season because that would take the same amount of time. It would just be exciting. (laughs) It would be exciting. For once in my damn life. (laughs) You guys are such haters. There's one man I hate expensive dignity. I feel like, I guess, a five-game matchup. Like, best of... He added another thread if you want me to read it. So it could be three Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. The idea for the tournament comes from the NBA's constant issues revolving fan engagement and TV revenues, etc. The core reason for all that is because the NBA went the opposite direction of college when it was struggling and instituted the merger. They concluded that fans weren't buying into teams and boring team basketball, but had a higher likelihood buying into singular, high-flying, drama-filled storylines that plotted this course. I can keep it. He has like seven to ten more tweets about all of this. I'd prefer that didn't happen, but you know, <laughs> it's another idea. I'm just saying. It's uh, interesting. I don't want to talk about this too much longer because we have a lot to talk about. But it's certainly like, like we said, a lot of different things can happen. And it's all up in the air right now, and it's obviously not the most serious issue that's stemming out of this virus. But it will be interesting to see what what happens there. So while the NBA is on hiatus, we thought. We're not going to stop our podcast and leave our five listeners hanging. What would they do otherwise without us? They need this more than ever at this point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we decided we're going to go back in time and do a little historical ranking of the top 25 players of all time in the NBA. Now, I know immediately what Seth is going to ask. (laughs) He's going to say, what's the criteria? What I wrote down is peak performance... Longitude, longevity, 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 longitude, longitude, <laughs> latitude, uh, winning and championships, personal awards, and leadership slash how good of a teammate you were. Is that fair? Is there any other criteria you guys used? No, I will see statistics, you know, but also the criteria. But <laughs> <laughs> every factor was considered. Well, the other thing that we discussed is that for current players, we're just saying. If their career ended today, so coronavirus it just seeps into the NBA. There's no more games ever. <laughs> We're not projecting any sort of performance for them going forward. So depending on, you know, if it's Vince Carter, then he's pretty much had a complete career, and you can judge him accordingly. But if it's, pretty much, <laughs> he's almost had two careers. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's Luka Doncic, then his 
longevity would be two years. So that's pretty weak. Right. Great point. Eloquently spoken. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. So let's just stop fucking around and get down to it. I think the people are waiting. We'll just go pick by pick and yeah. we'll all say what our uh, are we going yeah i mean i think we'll backwards. have so many of them the same so i don't know we'll start at the top okay okay seth looks confused already no. what's up buddy <laughs> no nothing here <laughs> all right well uh who wants to start go ahead okay well personally i have michael jordan everyone i don't know if you guys also do. i think that's status quo at least yeah seth do you have michael one seth would be the wild card here how dare you you know i don't have michael jordan number one Still? Well, this has been a long-standing discussion, especially between Sam and I for years, but I have Bill Russell as my number one rated player of all time for several reasons. I think the crux of the issue comes down to when you look at the very best players in NBA history, what you're thinking about is, what is the likelihood that this player is going to bring me a championship? for my franchise so I think there's a few players in history who pretty much single-handedly make their team a contender year after year consistently I would argue that Bill Russell did this better than anyone in history Um, obviously he has the most championships in history he performed at a very high level for a long time he was one of the greatest teammates ever um, not only is he a physical freak athlete where he was a star or track star in high school, um, both in like sprinting and triple jump, um, one of the best rebounders, best defensive player in history. If you look at certain statistical measures, you think about in the 1962 NBA season, it was the year that Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in one game. It was the year he averaged 50 points in the course of the season. It was the year Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double. And at the end of the season, Boston Celtics win the NBA Finals. Bill Russell scores 30 points and has 40 rebounds in Game 7. If you look at Bill's very last year, they play in the NBA Finals against the Lakers. The Lakers have Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, and Jerry West all on the same team. And the Celtics still win, and Bill Russell rides off in the sunset in glory. Um, there's all the stories about that Bill Simmons talks about, where Bill Russell could remember every play of like a random college game 50 years later. He would work himself into a frenzy before the games, visualizing what's going to happen. So I just think there's never been anyone like Bill Russell before. Um, And the other contenders for the number one spot, in my mind, are LeBron and MJ. I think MJ, in particular, loses on the certain um, measures of leadership and teammate ability. And LeBron just hasn't won enough championships. So we'll talk more about MJ I would imagine coming up I have some thoughts on that as well but that's my case for Bill Russell let me tell you why wrong I'll give you four reasons can you give them to me in descending <laughs> order in no particular order uh, yeah I agree with your point that 
it's really between Michael, LeBron, and Bill, or it was for me at least. Um, I have Michael there. Let's just go over the the resume. I think it's important to list them for at least the top players so we can kind of get a, a sense of how they stack up against each other. And maybe for our listeners who don't, you know, necessarily know off the top of their head how many MVPs and rings each player has. Um, Michael played for let's say like fourteen and a half years because he had that came back from baseball that one year. Uh, Sixteen All Stars, five MVPs, six Finals MVPs, six rings. <clears throat> um, Defensive Player of the Year one time, which I think maybe gets forgotten sometimes. All defense nine times, so very good defender. His career was. 36 and 5. Um, in the playoffs, it went up to 33, 6 and 6. In the finals, 34, 6 and 6. Um, and I believe 34 is the best for, for final scoring. Yeah, it is. Um, and you look at Bill, as you said, 11 rings <clears throat> in 12 years. Actually, 13 years. He's wearing a ring on his toe right now. <laughs> <laughs> 12 time All Star, 5 time MVP. Would have been 11 times finals MVP if the award existed, and actually the award is named after him. So, uh, 15 points, 23 rounds, 4 assists for his career. Went up to 16 and 25 and 5 for the playoffs. 25 rebounds per game in the playoffs, his first all time ahead of even Wilt, who pretty much got worse in the playoffs, as we'll discuss later. Uh, and averaged 30 rebounds per game in the finals. Is that good? Also ten and 0, ten and zero in game sevens. That may be the most important stat for him. But so those are those are the two stack ups right there. And I'm sure we'll list LeBron's accolades coming up here. But Kyle, why would you why would you say that looking at those two resumes and what Seth has already told us, you would give the edge to Michael? I mean, I, I just think like obviously it, it's hard to argue against Bill because of how dominant he was during his time and one of the hardest things that I have when ranking players is comparing eras definitely and just his size and everything in that era of basketball it was I don't want to say easy but it was a lot easier for him to be like a dominant player and I don't know we saw through the 90s what Michael Jordan could do whether who was on his team or who wasn't on his team, you, you talked about how a single player can take their team so far, right? And we saw Michael Jordan could, no matter what, fight for the finals pretty much every year that he played, essentially. And, you know, nothing against Bill's 11 championships, but Michael still had six. He has as many MVPs as Bill Russell. Um, all defense nine times compared to Bill Russell's one. I don't know if they had. They, they didn't have, have it. Okay, he would. So. I mean, he's the best defender in history, or at least the best rim protector in history. Exactly, and <clears throat> it's just so hard for me to say that he's the greatest of all time when it was an easier game back then. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's very difficult to compare eras and like obviously like there was only six to eight teams when Bill was playing um, and not a lot of black players at all uh, mostly white players and not a lot of tall players um, so obviously rebounding you know he was one of, he was the best rebounder but there wasn't much 
competition for that. Um, now, you could say he didn't have a lot of competition because only six to eight teams, right? But, I mean, he did play against Wilt, who was, you know, a great opponent to have to measure up against, where Michael didn't really have a Wilt. You could say Charles or Hakeem, but no, John and Carl, maybe, but no one like that. Um, and I, I think it's another thing we should bring up is Seth, I feel like you often say this. Like when we talk about how good a player is defensively or at rebounding, um, but you say actually this is a quote from Bill Russell. I think that the game is and always will be about scoring buckets, which Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time at that. <clears throat> and you know when it comes down to it, that's the most important part of the game, um, and he was certainly the best at that. So I I, I wouldn't argue against any of those three players and we'll talk about LeBron in a second being named the top player uh, I think we could say that Seth is a little biased because he's a Boston fan perhaps <laughs> and also because I think that you value leadership above all else and we could say that Bill was the best leader of all time certainly um, but I just think that when it gets down to it Michael was the greatest scorer of all time and he played in a more competitive era, so I gave him the edge. May I have a rebuttal? The floor recognizes Seth. <laughs> Alright, so a couple things. So one, with comparing eras, it's definitely difficult to do. Um, I, I always think that, in general, as a species, humans are getting better at stuff. So we're getting faster, we're getting more athletic, the players now are more explosive than they were in the past, etc. <clears throat> so you could just say that like most of the top 25 would be players who are more modern because we're getting better at basketball. On the other hand, the other perspective is, well, back in the 60s, people were playing in Converse shoes and flying on rinky-dink planes and all of the conditioning wasn't there all of the luxuries of today's NBA the dieting, the cryotherapy all that kind of stuff so if you took Bill Russell and put him in a time machine and gave him that context like what would he look like as a player so I think you know, a big thing that we're going to be doing in the top 25 is comparing players to their um, their comrades in the era that they played in um, yeah, I mean, that's all you can really do is see how they stack up against their peers right, of that era, right? Right. So I also just wanted to address, I think the average height thing, like how tall people were, is a little bit overblown. If you look at the data, it's like average height in 1963 in the NBA was like between 6'5 and 6'6, six, six, and right now it's like 6'7. And if you look at it by position, average height of centers in... 1963 was like almost 610 and now it's like just over 610 so but how many teams like what's the sample size from each of those it's a lot different right there were fewer teams back then but i think some people make it seem like you know bill russell was out there playing against a bunch of centers who were like 6-4 and that's why he got all these rebounds when it wasn't like he was towering but, over everyone else but the athleticism wasn't there. I mean, you could have a seven-foot guy, but he's not 
Joel Embiid or Shaq or he's not a athletic rebounder like we see today, you know. Right. So what you're saying is Bill Russell was more athletic than everyone he was playing against, and so when we're comparing each other players to yeah. who they were playing in their eras, I feel like that's a plus for Bill Russell more than anything, you know. Um, and then, again, you mentioned the teammate leadership thing. There's all sorts of stories about Michael Jordan, like, punching Steve Kerr during practice and um, the way that Coach Phil Jackson had to kind of structure the team so that it would incorporate Michael so that they could win with Michael he called it like I remember reading in the Jordan rules it's like demichaelization or something where he needed to make it so that Michael wasn't so much a focal point of the offense because that was the inclination was that he was going to get the ball every single time so I feel like with MJ, it was like you needed to build the team around MJ and you needed the right parts and the right pieces. And obviously they eventually got that with Scottie Pippen and others. But I feel like Bill Russell makes all of his teammates around him better. And you could put Bill on any team pretty much and they would mm-hmm. find a way to find success. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is I don't understand why we give – MJ a break for retiring twice Mm -hmm. well three times really but I understand retiring (laughs) letting him retire after the Wizards obviously (laughs) how dare he uh, (laughs) it's like and I'm not saying you two do this necessarily but in general people like shit on LeBron for going to Miami right like oh you abandoned the Cavs and you just joined up with you know the two other best teams or we shit on KD for abandoning the Thunder. And it's like, okay, you think that that's bad. Michael Jordan left his team to go play an entirely different sport and, like, was gone for a year and a half and only came back because baseball was on strike. And we're just like, oh, that's just fine. And I think a lot of it was, like, there's all conspiracy theories about, you know, was he forced out? Was it just the the toll that that takes going to winning a championship three years in a row? You know, but obviously that same toll was something that Bill Russell and LeBron James going to the finals year after year after year were able to withstand. So if I'm thinking about who am I picking to start my franchise or who do I most want, to carry my team I don't want someone who's gonna retire it during the prime of their career and like ruin a potential championship seasons for me so I don't know why we don't talk about that more as like a subtraction for Michael's legacy um, as far as like longevity and how likely am I to win a championship year after year obviously that doesn't take away from the peak performance part of it and I would concede that if it's like a um, alien scenario where they're coming down and we need to win one game to save the world I would pick Michael Jordan of course but 
that's not the entire conversation so yeah i think michael as peak was the best player ever and it's just better in general than bill russell but i i agree that like people are like oh lebron like took the last year off of the lakers he's gonna make the playoffs so he didn't like try as hard and it's like well michael literally just left the sport for two years to and then took a break and came back and like what do you have won those six championships if he had just tried to go straight through and didn't take a break I don't know maybe not because that takes a toll on you yeah but he left came back and picked up exactly where he left off and just went right back to winning championships that's not true he lost in the playoffs when he first came back okay point still being he didn't leave basketball for any of that anyways I had to do with a whole bunch of gambling stuff so <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We can go back and forth all day. It's been almost 20 minutes yeah. talking about it, and that's the whole thing. It's like there's, yeah, what, anywhere from two to three players anyone could say is number one. Right. The majority of people, if you pull them, are going to say it's Michael Jordan. For sure. I'm in that boat just because of, like you said, he's the greatest basketball player we've ever seen, whether you agree with his, you know, the way he acted towards teammates, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, when push come to sh- came to shove, he got it done. I mean... Yeah, I think that... One more thing on MJ. None of I us think. are going to say... Yeah. Just with the gambling thing, if that is the reason why he left, I feel like that's even worse. Like, I don't want... If I'm picking the one player ever to be on my team, I'd rather not someone who gets kicked out of the sport because they're gambling. Um, and, like there's a whole thing of of the golf and staying up late nights and that kind of thing where he gets credit for this like competitive attitude but then it's also like detrimental potentially to him playing but I agree with what Kyle said that he is like the greatest peak performance player ever yeah I think I think he has some glaring weaknesses that Bill didn't have in, in being a good teammate and some off the court things but he's still a better basketball player. But, I mean, I don't think any of us would say any of the three of us were wrong if we picked MJ or LeBron or Bill first. I think those are all reasonable. Uh, speaking of LeBron, that's who I have at number two, personally. Um, he, We're looking at, uh, we'll call it 16 and a half years and going. Uh, 16 All-Stars, four MVPs, three Finals MVPs, um, all defense five times, 27-7 for his career. Yet somehow, he's never had a game where his stat line was 27-7-7, which is wild. Playoffs, he goes up a level, 29-9-7, 28 points per game in the finals. Um, I mean, I'll just I'll just start with, I think, all of our love of LeBron. Um, and I think, I, I think the consensus would be now that LeBron and MJ are the top two, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I would have LeBron one overall if you know the championships were a little closer. I think that LeBron is pre- is closer to to Jordan than we think. I was looking back at it, I just a while ago, and I sent it to Seth because I feel like people don't don't hold MJ's other playoff exits like accountable at all. They just think of six for six in the finals. But let's just compare them, okay? Jordan played fourteen, we'll say fourteen and a half seasons. Missed the playoffs twice. Missed a play. That would be 
three times if you count baseball, or four times if you count baseball, the two Rockets championships. Um, three first-round losses, which were all sweeps. One second-round loss, two conference cha- championship losses, and then six finals appearances, six championships. Okay, obviously great, but a lot of playoff exits. Then LeBron, 16 and a half seasons, three missed playoffs, so basically exactly the same. Zero first-round losses. Okay, so that's better for him. Three second-round losses, one conference finals loss, eight finals appearances, and three championships. So Nine you... finals appearances, isn't it? Now? No. Yeah. I don't think so, is it? Yeah. Am I missing one? Yeah. So he has nine finals appearances, and he made eight straight. Okay. Wait, what was the ninth? He was eight. I thought. I thought in. I think it was twenty eighteen. Because twenty eleven was his first one. Yeah. I looked this up earlier. I'll double check. Okay. Regardless, I mean, then you you have to ask yourself: Would you have rather have eight finals appearances or six rings? I guess most people would say six rings, but it's not. That's not the question, though. The question is: Would you rather make it to the finals or lose in the second round? Right, exactly. Would you rather Which, get swept in the first round three times, or would you rather never lose in the first round and then go to eight finals? Yeah, it makes no sense why. You know, I, I feel like it's closer than than most people think. Um, the glaring issue with with that argument is the 2011 finals, right? And we all know that's what everyone brings up mm-hmm. when they when they hold Jordan up against LeBron and say LeBron isn't quite there. I mean, he he had the better team. He lost to Dirk's Mavs, and he wasn't didn't seem like he was ready for the moment. He couldn't post up J.J. Barea, and it seemed like the Mavs were in his head, and they lost that championship. So I think that's the biggest thing that can be held against LeBron. I don't necessarily think any of the other finals you can hold up against him and you say, well, he didn't get it done. I mean, he played the Warriors for many of those who were better than any team that Jordan played in the finals. Especially when you had Steph and KD together, which is one of the best teams in history. Um, and LeBron had a much worse team. He, I mean, if we're, if we're going get from LeBron to MJ, LeBron's definitely a better passer and rebounder. No question about that. Not as great as a scorer. Not as selfish, though. And I think a lot of people say that, say that LeBron isn't clutch. He isn't clutch like MJ and Kobe are. You hear that a lot, right? And it's just flat out not true. I mean, first of all, LeBron will make the, the best basketball decision late in the game, regardless of that means he's taking the shot or passing to an open teammate, right? We talk about that all the time. Whereas we wouldn't necessarily trust MJ or Kobe to make that same decision. And if you look at the... Even if they do take the shot, I'm looking at this stat right now. Game tying or go-ahead field goals... With 10 seconds left left or less in the playoffs. So that means end of the game in the playoffs, you're taking a shot to tie or go ahead. This is it. This is the big clutch moment, right? MJ's shooting 47%. Kobe's shooting 23%. And LeBron's shooting 52%. LeBron has four buzzer beaters in the playoffs. MJ only has three. I mean, there's literally no argument for it. So I think it's... I think it's Pretty, I think it's pretty close. I still have Michael first because his ceiling is higher, I think. And I think that 2011 finals does matter. But I think when you just try to talk about 
playoff performance and clutch shots, that's where your argument really falls apart. Nine finals appearances. I was right. There you go. Even better for my point, really. <laughs> 2007, and then every year from 2011 through 2018. Oh, you're right. I forgot about the 2007. Where they got swept by the Spurs. Yeah. I did forget about that as well. Um, yeah, I have LeBron number two as well, ahead of MJ, who I have at three. Um, <laughs> he does that just to make up that. You do. know he does. I think the best argument okay. for LeBron over MJ is you look what happens when you take them off the teams. So, MJ goes to <clears throat> baseball, and the Bulls are one of the best teams in the league. Scottie Pippen's an MVP candidate. There's a bad call in the playoffs against the Knicks, but otherwise, like they were potentially a championship contender that year without Michael Jordan. Contrast that with uh, LeBron leaves the Cavs to go to the Heat. Cavs are the worst team in the league. LeBron leaves the Heat <laughs> to go back to the Cavs. The next year, the Heat are 37 and 45. LeBron leaves the Cavs again to go to the Lakers, and the Cavs are one of the worst teams in the league. So, and that was after each time, the season after, before he left, they were in the NBA Finals, except for <clears throat> the 2010 Cavs weren't, obviously, but they were a, a contender. Um, they lost yeah. the Celtics that year late in the playoffs. So, I think when you talk about does this player single-handedly make their team a contender? I think LeBron does that, has done that for more seasons than MJ. <clears throat> and I think he does it with fewer weapons around him. Um, where you look at some of the early years, MJ in the 80s kept losing to the Pistons in the playoffs. Um, and they were playing the brand of basketball where he was too ball-dominant and they couldn't win as a team. And then... He was just really lucky to have Scottie Pippen, another all-time player who we'll get to later on in the lists. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to look down on anyone who has MJ above LeBron, but that would be my argument. Kyle, you wanted to put LeBron first. I know you did. I think we yeah. both did, but we couldn't quite get there. Yeah, no, like I said, the I think overall as a basketball player, LeBron would be the better overall basketball player. But like I said, when you're trying to rank, you know, even just the top 25 of all time, you have to take into account um, championships. And that's the big discrepancy between the two of them. Even if LeBron were to win, say, one more, I think maybe you could make a, you could make a better case for him being number one overall. It's just the the losses in the finals weigh heavier, even though he's been there more often. It's, you know, a lot of people say, oh, so he was able to make it, but he wasn't able to, to finish it. And I understand that argument, and it's just overall, I think, all-encompassing as a basketball player. Yeah, LeBron's not the type that's going to, you know, demand the ball for the last shot of the game. He's going to demand the ball to make sure that the best play is made available, whether that's, you know, setting an off-ball screen for someone after he passes the ball. You know, it's just LeBron just does everything so much better than any other player has ever done. He's just so well-rounded on the court that it's hard to say he's anything other than a top-two player all-time. And 
I think he'll he'll get to the you know that that point where he does have four, five, six. I, I think he has that ability still, even at his age, based on the teams that are being built around him now with Anthony Davis and yeah. I, I hope they we do get the playoffs this year. I hope that we do get the finals. And I can't wait for the Lakers to win and all the fucking Michael Jordan stands to say, well, it doesn't count because the season was shortened. I can't <laughs> wait for that argument. I think that... Uh, I think that... Uh, one more point I want to make about it. We're already 40 minutes in, so we got to really speed through the rest of this. But, I mean, this is the most important conversation. Right. This, this part of it is the most important. Um, a lot of people say that LeBron just had like better teams and better teammates, but I don't think he played with anyone as good as Scotty. I mean... You could say that Dwayne Wade's better. I don't personally have Dwayne Wade above of Scotty on this list, so that's one argument you could make, but it's at least an argument. And then, other than that, I mean, neither Kyrie or Kevin Love, neither of them are nearly as good as Scotty. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's not really that overwhelming. And, like, you, they act like he went to a... He built a super team in Miami, and it's like it was just basically making a team as good as MJ's. <laughs> so, um, and I think... I think really beating the Warriors in 16 cemented this spot for him, don't you guys think? I mean, because that's a better finals win than any win MJ has. You know, LeBron beat the 72-9 and Warriors. I mean, 73-9, and excuse me, who were literally one win better than the Bulls themselves with their best team. So there's they literally beat the best team in history just because LeBron was better. I agree. So for me, that cemented this spot for him. All right. Well, that's is that everyone's top three? Kyle, who did you have at three? Did you have Bill or did you have Kareem? I have Kareem. I don't have Bill until eight. Spoiler alert. Oh my god. It's just disrespectful. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so let's go to three Kareem because that's who I have at four. So that's your Kareem is four at four as well. I do. I debated between uh, Kareem and Magic four or five, but I have Kareem at four. Me too. I did the same debate in my mind. Kareem is uh i'll just give his accolades he's basically the argument for longevity on this list 20 years uh 15 all-stars six mvps the most on this list um oh sorry you're right i wrote my 19 really bad uh two-time finals mvp all defense 11 times um he's first all-time in career points although lebron's coming for that mantle 25 and 11 for his career 56 percent shooting playoffs basically the same thing um (laughs) One thing I do want to mention, Kyle, before we launch into it. This man won a finals MVP 14 years apart. 1971 and 1985. So that, if that's not longevity and sustained excellence, I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, Kareem is just, like you said, 20 years to do what he did. Uh, first all-time in points, which we're going to see passed in our lifetime by LeBron. We can assume. First all-time in win shares. He's third all-time in blocks, which weren't even tracked until his fifth season in the league. <laughs> That's insane. Which, third all-time rebounds. I bet Bill and Will would be higher. MVPs. But... Yeah, Bill and Will would probably be higher. Probably, yeah. You know, so it's tough to say, but like... Yeah. It was just... It's still wild. Watching highlights of him, that's crazy just to see him... To have such a consistent, inefficient... What should be inefficient shot in the NBA in a hook shot, be as consistent as his, and to be able to just rely on that every single time, essentially, that he touched the ball, is just insane to me. It's the best shot in NBA I history. Think he's just become underrated, I feel like. like he's, 
he should be considered. I think he should maybe be lumped in with those top three for greatest of all time consideration. And I think people just like he had kind of a boring, you know, game that wasn't that stylized, right? Just consistently good. Wasn't that like he wasn't he didn't have a great personality, right? Not that likable. Um, and that's kind of why people just just didn't really appreciate him, I think. And I don't know. I mean, he he won six rings, only four. What I would say he was the best player, but he won. He won, and he was consistent for twenty years. And I, I, I he should probably be in the consideration for greatest. I don't think any of us would put him there. But I love the Finals MVP fourteen years apart. Like we talk about LeBron coming for all of Kareem's records, but LeBron would have to win a Finals MVP in twenty thirty seven to beat that. So <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Oh my god, it's nuts. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know what, what more you want to say. But Actually, I don't think so. Yeah, because he won in 2011, so... Oh, 15 No, it'll be, be 2027. Which actually isn't... Yeah, it's not... No, it'll be 2025. No, yeah. it's not even that. It's not... It could have worked. He won... Who he knows, won LeBron's... MVP in 2012, so it'll be 2027. Oh, you're right. So... Who knows? That's pretty dope. Honestly. <laughs> as long as it's not... <laughs> Uh, but I don't know what more we want to say about him. I mean, he was really great. Yeah, he was great. He was. Kyle, he was like a stick. So he was your three, right? Yeah. So who's your four? Uh, Magic. Is that how you guys have five? Yeah. Seth, I assume you have Magic at five as well. Yeah, We're looking at 13 years, 12 All-Stars, three MVPs, three Finals MVPs. We got five rings for Magic. I would say he's the best or the second best on all those teams. Um, 27-11 for his career, so first in assists per game. 28-13 in the playoffs, which is just honestly insane. <laughs> and in in a two-year playoff peak, he averaged 19-7 and 15. Fucking nuts. Uh, greatest point guard of all time, Seth. What, I know it, it pains you to talk well about a Laker, but since you have him above Larry, I think you begrudgingly agree that he's the top five player. Yeah. Um, I think the argument here is there's so much of a drop-off between him and the next best point guard in history, unless you consider LeBron a point guard. Um, I feel like... It's going to be hard as we go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go As we go forward throughout the career of just every player in the NBA and us moving towards a positionless basketball, yeah. it's going to be really hard to be able to even rank point guards, shooting guards, and all that shit. Yeah. That's true. But I think even if you just look at, okay, who's, like, the primary playmaker on the team, um, there's, like, Magic and LeBron are the two, like, at the top of the list. And then, but if you think about, okay, who are the big men, right? There's Bill, Kareem, Will, Tim, Shaq, Hakeem. It's like on and on. And right. So it's kind of like yeah. if we're drafting teams, I would probably draft Magic before I would draft Kareem because of position scarcity. And like, Yeah, how I didn't really I'm take that into account, though. Right. But I didn't really take that much into account here, which is why I had Kareem ahead. But that would be my argument is that he's just his, – his skill set is so unique. Whereas you can find like yeah. a poor man's Kareem, but there's not really a poor man's magic out there. Not many. For sure. I mean, he's. I will tell you this though: by the time his career is over, Luka Doncic is going to take over the spot. Could be. We'll see. 
Uh, <laughs> is, is he the greatest passer of all time? Yeah. For now. <laughs> <laughs> and he checks the boxes of a great leader and teammate. Yeah. Um, if there was any flaw in his game, it was he wasn't the greatest defensively, but he could play a little, uh, little free safety, kind of like LeBron does. Not only did he beat every NBA team, he also beat AIDS, so that's kind of hard to compete with. You're not wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, who do you have at... Kyle, who do you have at five, then? Larry. Yeah, so we have him at six. Agreed. I assume. Seth. That is correct. Uh, so we're looking at 13 years for Larry, 12 All-Stars, 3 MVPs. Very similar to Magic in that regard. Two Finals MVPs, three rings... Best uh, best player in all three of those teams, I would think. I don't know who who won MVP of the year he didn't win. I was confused. The finals MVP? Because it says Larry only won two finals MVPs. Is that right? I mean, I, so, but I would say he was, he was the best player in all three of those teams. Must have been Mikhail, Mikhail won. I don't know. Um, all defense two times. Career 24, 10, and 6. 89% from the free throw line, which is up there historically. Playoffs 24, 10, and 7. Same, basically. Um, just a a great shooter. This is one of those players where you drop him in an area era, he needs going to succeed. I mean, he in in today's era, he'd be shooting way more threes. He would have thrived in today's game with this with the pacing as well because he's a great passer. Um, and he's not a great athlete, but he's just very skilled in general. Seth, I I will just let you gush about him because I know he's one of your favorite players. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's one of the most skilled players ever fantastic passer incredible shooter uh, 50 40 90 guy um, great teammate he performed in clutch situations um, kind of a larger than life figure you hear the stories of him like just saying all right this game i'm gonna play left-handed and he still scores right. like 15 <laughs> points by halftime and yeah it was just like it was like he got bored during games because he was so much better than people um just one of those mj was like that too yeah mm-hmm. yeah but larry's so. a white guy <laughs> right which was made it the craziest <laughs> craziest part like just to think about like going through the history of the nba obviously you know not to make it a race thing but the majority of you know our top 25 i'm gonna assume is are black basketball players, and that's it's just because it's dominated right by by them, and just the fact that Larry, even in that crowd, is able like to be compared. I don't know how to say this the right way. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not. We're gonna get letters about this one, folks. I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> it's just hysterical that you had this white man talking crazy shit to every single person in the NBA and just didn't care and still put up the numbers that he did. It was just, it's a crazy, it's so fun to watch and hear those stories about him. And everybody hated him playing against him, but they, you could tell that they loved the way he played the game. Yeah. Very well respected. All right, who do you have at, uh, so you had him at five, we had him at six. In case you're who wondering. Who do you have at six? In case you're wondering, 1981, Larry Bird won the NBA championship, did not win the NBA Finals MVP. Because Cedric Maxwell won it. That's a fucking mistake. <laughs> That's the Andre Iguodala of that generation. <laughs> so, I mean, Cedric was like a big part of their team, obviously, and he averaged more points during 
the finals than Larry did. But I mean, if he had was, gotten that Finals MVP, it would've been crazy how much great. like you can just compare him to Magic, right? Yeah. Thirteen years, twelve All Stars, three MVPs, three Finals MVPs. It really just stacks up. Yeah. But anyways, we can move on. So do you have Wilt at six then? Who no. do you have at six? He's smiling in a way that doesn't <laughs> that makes me nervous. Uh, I put Kobe number six. Wow. I I mean. Is it egregious? That's respectable. I don't have him that high, but I could see putting him that high. I do not have Wilt at six either. Okay, so... Or seven. Well, at six you have Larry, right? Yeah. Let's go through Kyle's six, and then we'll all catch up at seven. Okay. I don't think my seven's going to... I think from here on out, my list is... <laughs> it's all Luka Doncic <laughs> from seven to 25. North. I don't know. We talked about Kobe on our last podcast and just everything that he's done throughout his career. And, you know, like I said, one of the things that I always forget about because we know Kobe for the way he took over games and his scoring was how many times, you know, he made the, you know, how great he was of a defender. He was a 12-time all-defense player, which of my top 25, it's the second most of any any player. And it's just yeah to dominate on both ends of the court. We know now we kind of give a pass to some great offensive players because of how how much energy it takes to be able to do that on both ends of the court. We kind of just give him a pass this day and age, but Kobe didn't give a shit, and he was able to, you know, lock down on the defensive end and then completely take over games on the offensive end the way he did was just, it was unmarked, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, we talked about Kobe a lot in the last podcast due to his untimely passing, so I don't have a lot more to say, but, um, I, you know, his longevity... I can't say that word. Longevity. Longevity was certainly astounding. Uh, he won two rings without Shaq. With I would say Paul Gasol is the best player on his team besides himself, <clears throat> which holds up well historically. And, you know, this man was just 25-5-5 for his career. And 20 years of, of greatness, 18 All-Stars. Only won one MVP, which I think he, he deserved one more. Uh, at least in the you know in the twenty oh five twenty oh six era, but great player, and I don't have a problem with him. I mean, he's coming up on my list pretty soon, but I don't have a I problem with think, having him uh, at six. Kobe had an incredible public relations throughout his career, where he was able to brand himself as one like this incredible clutch scorer, when the statistics don't mm-hmm. really bear that out. And two right, like just, we like that statistic earlier it was twenty three percent. Yeah, <laughs> and two is this like leadership teammate savant, which that was not what he was either. Um, obviously, incredible player, you know. He's on my list, uh, but there's quite a few guys who I'd take over him, um, and yeah, he's great defensively, great scorer, but. I would argue there's four more people that I would say first before him. So. Yeah, I have him at I have him at nine, so he's coming up. Um, who, who do you have at? Or I'll go at seven, I guess. I have Wilt at seven. Um, I don't know where you guys have him, but I mean the stats are eye popping. We all know that, right? I'll just read them. This is gonna be insane. So he played for 14 years, 13-time All Star. Four times MVP, 
Two times finals MVP, although I wouldn't say he was the best player on the team with his second ring that he won. Um, 30 and 23 for his career. You might say that's pretty good. Those, those are both <laughs> first all-time. Uh, <laughs> 46 minutes a game. For one, for one season, he averaged 50 and 27 with a 73% field goal shooting. And 48 points. So that's pretty 48 good. 48 and a half minutes per game. And he... <laughs> He, uh... How do you average more minutes per game than there are in a game? Overtimes. His three-year peak, uh, he averaged 43-24-4. And then he kind of had, like, another peak later in his career when he decided to pass more, where he averaged 24-24-8. and Uh, (laughs) obviously insane statistics. This honestly might be a low ranking. I don't know. I thought it might have been low, but I guess you guys didn't have him even this low. I mean, the thing is, he wasn't a great teammate, right? You wouldn't have maybe loved to play with him. He... He was very selfish. He cared about his stats above everything else. Um, and he got worse in the playoffs. Um, I mean, his playoff his playoff numbers aren't as good as regular season numbers. Obviously, Bill Russell beat him every year. And, you know, he wasn't known as a winner. So, that's got to, you know, although the stats are eye-popping, I think we all know that there's more, there's more to the picture with him than just the statistics. And that's why he drops to seven for me. Yeah, so at seven, I have Tim Duncan. It's fair. I have yeah. Tim Duncan at eight. Um, I have him at nine. And yeah, I gave him the nod over Wilts and, and everyone else because um, you just he showed that he gave his team a chance to win the championship year after year after year. Um, I don't think he's like LeBron or Bill Russell or MJ where if you put him on any team, they would be a championship contender because he's a big product of the system, of Popovich, of the Spurs. But at the same time, just incredible player, great teammate. Um, you hear the stories about him. <clears throat> One of my favorite stories, I think he told... Anyways, it was like Manu Ginobili made a terrible turnover uh, that basically cost them a playoff game and Manu was really upset about it and Tim like calls his cell phone he doesn't answer calls his hotel room doesn't answer keeps calling doesn't answer knocks on his door he's like Manu Manu (laughs) and then finally he like opens up and they go to dinner and they don't talk about basketball at all and they just like eat dinner for two hours and it's just he's just that type of person, that type of player. And uh, I don't think Wilt can compete with with that. Yeah, I think he, I mean, he's the ultimate winner and leader and sacrifice in a way that Wilt or Kobe or MJ never would for his teammates, right? Yeah. So wait, we're, we're behind on your list, Kyle. Who do you have? What do you, what are we on right now? Uh, my se- I'm on seven. My okay. seven. What's your seven? Shaq. Mm. I have him. I have him at ten. Yeah. So I think our top tens are essentially all the same, just kind of jumbled up. But um, I mean, Shaq he was just so. I mean, we talk about all these players are so dominant, but just like I was reading this about, so from ni- the '93 season to the 2002 season, so basically that 10 year stretch, he was like the peak of his entire career where he went 28 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 
two and a half blocks, completely like unstoppable force. And then the craziest thing was if you go into the playoffs, he got even better. Mm-hmm. And if you just want to think about his first finals appearance by itself, he put up in the 2000 finals 38 points, 17 rebounds, three blocks, and two and a half assists. Fucking nuts. Absolute <laughs> insanity. And I don't even know, did like Wilt or Bill or any of them ever break a basketball rim during a game? <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> so, I don't know, Shaq is just like, I, I think with Zion, we're kind of seeing the reincarnation of Shaq in terms of like mm-hmm. girth. Shaq and, 2.0. Yeah, essentially, right? Yeah. And So it's just crazy to watch that and, you know, just everything that Shaq was able to do at his size, right? And it was just, you know, I, I could see, I understand if you have him lower on your list, but like I said, I have a lot of more recency bias in terms of being able to watch some of these players and mm-hmm. actually have a firm stance on them because I saw them play, which I took into consideration when, when ranking Yeah, them. that is a hard part for us. Like We never saw Bill play, obviously. We never even saw Larry play, you know. but we saw Shaq and Tim and Kobe and how great they were. So kind of bumps them up on our list, I think, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's fair. I have uh, Bill 8, so okay, yeah, I Bill eight. almost caught up. Seth, who do you have at, at uh, 8, 9, 10 then? All right, so I'm glad you asked it that way because I think my 8, 9, and 10 are... I couldn't decide what order to put them in, and I think they're all actually like very similar in how I view them, even though they're kind of different players. But all three of them are physical freaks in a certain type of way, and they have skills and like basketball talent on the court that's almost unparalleled. But all three of them had some questionable... like. <clears throat> questionable things going on if they're fully invested um are they a good teammate all that kind of stuff so my number eight is kevin durant Mm. obviously one of the greatest scorers ever um like no player has ever been like him where he's seven foot tall and can shoot the three another 50 40 90 guy can also play make, can bring the ball up. You know, he's like Dirk Nowitzki, but he's a playmaker and he has, like, handles. Um, But, you know, only ever won a championship with the Warriors on historically great teams. Hasn't shown an ability yet in his career to, like, truly carry a team to a championship. Um, And he's not my favorite, like, personality-wise. But, yeah. So I had Durant, Wilt, and then Shaq. I think I thought about putting Durant in the top 10, but so he's played 12 seasons now. So that's one less than Magic and Larry. So fair to start comparing him as if his career ended today, right? Yeah. But everyone I have above him on this list, or at least in the top 10, won a championship when they were... I just, I guess they won a more impressive championship mm-hmm. to me, you know, and they weren't joining a super team like like Kevin Durant did. So I think that if Kevin were to win a championship <clears throat> where he's undisputably the best player and doesn't is necessarily joining a you know a seventy three and nine historic team, then he would move into the top ten for me. And we'll see that might still happen. Yeah, my eight, nine, and ten were Bill, which we've talked about, Bill Russell, 
Nine, I had good old Timmy, Tim Duncan, and then ten was Wilt. All right, let's go over our top tens real quick for the people so they just remember. So, here, Seth, you just go through your top ten right now. All right, number one, Bill Russell, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant, Will Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal. All right, I have Jordan, one, LeBron, two, Bill Russell, three, Kareem, Magic, Larry, Wilt, Tim Duncan, Shaq, and Kobe at ten. I have Michael one, LeBron two, Kareem three, Magic four, Larry five, Kobe six, Shaq seven, Bill Russell eight, <laughs> Tim Duncan nine, and Wilt ten. So right, other than so the order, in, so I want to breeze through the rest. Of the other than the order, the only difference was that I had Durant and y'all had Kobe in the top ten. Otherwise, we have all the same yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, I'm just gonna list my next five. And we'll all do that since we're pressed for time here. Uh, 11, I have Oscar Robertson. Uh, 12, I have Jerry West. 13, I have Hakeem Olajuwon, the dream, you might say. 14, I have Moses Malone. And then 15, I have Kevin Durant. Yeah, I have uh, 11, I have Oscar. 12, I have Steph. Put Steph Curry in there. Mm -hmm. 13, uh, David Robinson. Uh, 14, Hakeem the Dream, and 15, I had Kevin as well. That's interesting to me that you put Steph above Kevin. I, I I was debating between kind of switching them, but I think kind of what Seth mentioned with Durant, you know, we know how great he is. We also know that Steph is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, and... Um, Having, I mean, Kevin played still with Russ and James Harden, and he wasn't able to get it done. And it took him going to the Warriors in a completely different system to to win. Whereas Steph, I think, is if I think there could be an argument made. Um, you know, like I said, it's hard to compare eras and stuff, but I think there's an argument currently for him to be the second best point guard of all time based on the way, you know, he's able to score and being a career, what the hell is he, 44% three-point shooter. It's it's insane. So, you know, I, like I said, I could flip either one of those and be okay, but I, I gave the um, I gave it to Steph instead of KD just because KD's a snake. I think there, there's a couple things here, like KD's just been doing it for longer, like, Steph has only had really like eight years where he's even averaged over 20 points per game. Um, and KD has had 12, all 12 of his years. He's been scoring at that clip. You know, Steph was kind of a late bloomer. So we'll see how their next few years play out. Um, I mean, Kevin right now, is he's at 27 points per game for his career, which is sixth all time. Right behind LeBron at fourth all time, actually. Which is funny because people will talk about how LeBron isn't an elite scorer like some of the other superstars. <laughs> Um, so I think we'll see how their their careers play out. I wouldn't have a problem putting Steph over him, but I had Steph a little lower on this list. Seth, what's your what's your ten to fifteen? Yeah, so kind of like what Kyle's saying, this is where things get to be a little bit flip floppy. I don't feel super passionately about the order, and honestly, if you ask me to do this again, like five days from now, it'd probably change. But <laughs> yeah, number eleven, I have Kobe, Oscar Robertson, Hakeem Olajuwon. 
14, I have Carl Malone. And 15, I have Charles Barkley. Yeah, I think... The only thing is I'm interested in is David Robinson being so high on your list. I don't. He didn't even make my top 25, although he was one of the first runners-up. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, um, it was tough. I, I, <laughs> but... He's certainly the best-looking one out of any of them, <laughs> body-wise. The man's an Adonis. I mean, I, I also looked at, like... I know we probably shouldn't do this, but, like, box plus minus, right? And that's not necessarily an all-encompassing stat, but he's fourth all-time in that, only behind LeBron, Jordan, and Charles Barkley. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so he's... Jordan's the only player ahead of him in career win shares per 48 minutes, and it's, like, to the only difference is Jordan's 25-05 and... Robinson is twenty five oh two, so it's like they're so close in that too, and his numbers are honestly pretty crazy. Like his first seven years, he averaged twenty six points, twelve rebounds, four blocks, three assists, and two steals, with a sixty percent true shooting percentage. So it's like I think Robinson definitely gets discounted a lot when we're talking about the greatest of all time. And like I said, we. I was able to see even still some of him, his game. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, that factored in probably a lot more than it should for me, but he was just so smooth and good looking, I, I couldn't leave him off. I yeah, I think it was for me that he was just never the best player in a championship team, so. That's maybe, fair. I, I mean, yeah. I get it, but. I, uh, the only thing is, you guys probably wasn't 99, don't top. you think? Yeah, maybe. Who was your. Who was. Uh, you guys didn't have Moses in your top 15, did you? No, no. And he I, comes I'm later. Lie, I but... just completely overlooked him because he's not in my top 25, and he should be. The thing is, he won three MVPs, which alone would put him in like the top eight if we were just going by that. But he played in a he played in a pretty weak era, but he was undoubtedly the best compared to his peers of that era. So I think he, sh- I don't know, I think he any one one ring without like the way the reason I put him above Kevin because I thought about putting Kevin Grant above him, but he won a ring without anyone nearly as good as Steph or even Clay. So. Mm-hmm. That's got to be considered, although it was a weak era. I think he gets overlooked a lot because he also couldn't speak more than like one word sentences. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he just Robinson he was like really soft spoken. Like he just didn't speak that much. Robinson too, ten time All Star, ten time All NBA, and he was eight time All Defense. Yeah, he was a great defender. Yeah, yeah. so like I said, I probably shouldn't have left. Oh no, I have Carl. Carl's top twenty here, but. Um, I'm talking about Moses, though. Oh, yeah, no. I forgot Moses. He split the Red Sea, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's I think let's Tim Duncan through. was deserved for MVP in 1999, just after looking at it for the record, but... Yeah. Uh, let's go 16 to 20. I have Steph at 16, uh, Elgin at 17, Elgin Baylor, average at 27 and 13, no rings, sadly, because Bill Russell exists. Uh, 18, I have Dirk Nowitzki. 19, I have Carl Malone. And 20, I have Charles Barkley. 16, I have Seth Curry. Oh, oh my God. 17, Scotty. 18, Dirk. Wow, that's high. 19, Jerry West. 20, David Robinson. Wait, do you have Dirk? Do you have Dirk at 18 as well? Yeah, nice job. So we had 16 and 18 exactly the same? Yeah. Okay, so sorry, who do you have at 19? Jerry West. And David at 20. 
Okay. Uh, I can't wait till how wild his last ten gets. Be good. Uh, number sixteen, I had Kevin Kevin Garnett. Uh, yeah. Seventeen, I had Dirk. Eighteen, I had Jerry West. Nineteen, I had Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And twenty, I put Carl Carl Malone. Oh, I had I got a I got a bone to pick with you that I didn't remember. But you guys had Jerry that low. Just because he's the logo doesn't mean shit. And he was he went to nine finals and he was the best player on most of those teams. Yeah, but he only has one finals champ or one. Well, championship. the fact that he's named a Mister Clutch and only won one means that it probably wasn't his fault. <laughs> only, one. only one. If we're gonna talk about that, then we should just say the same for LeBron and move him to number one. Agreed. I'm not gonna argue. With it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could definitely argue Jerry should be higher on my list. Uh, I think I was just. A factor of like really not seeing him play much at all and like athleticism. I mean, to be the best or second best player on nine champion or finals teams. I mean, his overall per game stats were pretty astonishing 27 points, six rebounds, seven assists, two and a half steals, and almost one block. That's kind of crazy, but like I said, uh. And he averaged 31 points per game for the finals. So I don't think it was his fault that his team was losing those games. No, but Kobe should be the logo. <laughs> oh, my God. Sign the petitions. <laughs> All right, so... This is where things are going to get crazy. Yeah, this is where I'm very excited. I don't have really any qualms with your guys' uh, 16 through 20, I'd say. Um, Scotty's kind of high, but I have him coming up anyway. So 21 through 25. I got Scotty at 21. Kevin Garnett at 22, Isaiah Thomas at 23, Julius, Dr. J. Irving at 24, and D. Wade coming in at 25. I had to slip D. Wade in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Seth, you go. You should go first because then I want to end with Kyle's, okay. whatever Kyle has coming right. up. I got Kevin Garnett 21, Isaiah Thomas 22, Moses Malone 23, and a name we haven't heard yet today, number 24, John Stockton. Mm-hmm. And twenty-five, Elgin Baylor. I went much more new school, I think, than you guys. Not really, though. Um, <laughs> what whatever can you that mean? means. Uh, twenty-one, I had Dr. J. Twenty-two, I had Charles Barkley. Twenty-three, I had Scotty. Twenty-four, Here I had Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Thought about And him. twenty-five, no championships to his name yet. James Harden. Mm. That's an outrage. If we want to talk about <laughs> the way the NBA is changing and the revolution, the, the, the way NBA has been revolutionized by basically threes and free throws, essentially, or points in the paint, you kind of have to start with James Harden, right? I mean, obviously, Steph is a better overall three-point shooter, but when you're going to talk about adapting games or adapting your style of play James Harden we've seen every year change something in his game to make him a better overall player we've seen his defense over the last couple years just get better and better and uh, he's like top three all time in points per play at number one all time in points per play on step back threes hands down but like in terms of points per play uh, of all types of plays, he's like top three all time with that step back jumper, step back three, which 
it's just kind of unheard of to think of how the rate at which he he can score those and even get like uh, he leads the league I'm pretty sure in, in fouls called it on three point shots over like the last five years or something like it's crazy what he's been able to do by not being you know the most physical player or um, you know like the best uh, best defensive player the best on both sides of the floor at the same time stuff like that it's just I had to toss something in here to really throw people for a loop, and you know I was going to put James Harden. My only thing with him would be, there's a couple of things working against him. So he's been in the league 11 years, really 8 years that he's been like a 25 per game scorer. One of the greatest scorers in history, for sure. Um, no MVPs. He is an MVP. Sorry, you're right. One MVP. No finals appearances. Yet. I could see... I mean, I think if he wins a championship, he easily moves into this list, right? Yeah. But we're uh, saying their career ends And if he keeps up today, for a couple so. more years... I know. And like I said, I had to toss him yeah, down there really yeah. throw people for a loop. I'm worried that he's going to become like Carl Malone or something. Or like, he's going to be this... This era is like even George Gervin. Where like... Excellent, great scorer, 30 points per game average, but never does anything in the playoffs. He gets worse in the playoffs, so... Right. And, like, I forget which game it was, but there was that one game we were texting last playoffs, and it was, like, fourth quarter, he'd touched, he'd shot, like, twice. And he wasn't, like, I'm, like, where the hell is James Harden? Um, but that's kind of how Carl Malone was, yeah, was kind of five. Yeah. That would have tied the series up at 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's you're, unconventional. You're there. Yeah, I, I like the call. I would say with Kawhi, I thought about doing Kawhi as well, but I just couldn't stomach yeah. it because he's only played... So he's playing his ninth season right now. But one of those was a lost season where he played nine games. So really, he's eight, like seven and a half seasons because he's halfway through his eighth full season. So he's only had four seasons in his career where he's averaged more than 20 points a game. Right. So it's right. just like peak performance he has an argument but the longevity hasn't gotten there yet but I would agree that by the end of his career he'll probably be a top 15 player so yeah I mean like it's 25. it's such a weird career for him because like some of his accolades would move him easily onto this list like two times finals MVP there's not a lot of people you know yeah on this list that even have that and yet he's only had four years where he's been like a star player, so yeah, five time all defense. <clears throat> he just doesn't have done it for long enough. I mean, he will be I, on this list, but like I said, I definitely put a lot of recency bias into this, and just you know, knowing what he does when it comes to the playoffs, and you know, being able to take over a game, even though we don't necessarily think of Kawhi like that because of how quiet he is. He is a fun guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, I'll, I'll never forget that shot that he hit last year against Philadelphia, and I think that definitely holds more weight than it should for me. But it was—it's got to be one of the, the the greatest game-winning shots in the last fifteen, twenty years. Agreed. Well, that was our top twenty-five. I 
assume all of you were wildly entertained by that. Uh, any wild runners up you want to mention? Did anyone did anyone think about CP3? I thought about I thought it. About it. Too, he but... was on my short list. Good. <laughs> I didn't have Dwayne Wade. I thought about Dwayne. Yeah. My old favorite, Allen Iverson. I thought about. Yeah, that's just you, though. Yeah, that's just me. Um, I didn't put Moses and Elgin. They would have been probably 26 and 27. They probably should have been 25. and. Yeah, Moses and Elgin should be in there for sure. But I didn't put Robinson in there. He's one of the – or Stockton. Those two should be definitely considered. John Havlicek should probably be considered. Yeah. I think we did pretty well. I think we did great. <laughs> well, that was it. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> All right. Any? <laughs> I'm exhausted now. Any final thoughts? Not for me. Everybody, secure your rations for the next two weeks. Supposedly, um, Trump is. I don't know when where this is going to come out. Probably in the next day or two. But in the in the next two you know you're not going to post this for like two days anyway in the next two to three <laughs> days supposedly he's going to enact the Stafford Act which essentially is quarantining everyone for two weeks yeah so saw that one coming get your shit stock up have enough food for two weeks be prepared people this is a crisis <laughs> it's good to not cause I'm glad we ended the podcast on that. <laughs> We're such a big platform that that's going to cause widespread panic, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> we'll have saved five people at least. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Rossetti at least will be stocked up. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I'm sweating like a fucking greased horse right before the biggest race of his life. Absolutely. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> Other than on the third day, I think he rose again. You're damn right he did. He did.